Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. Welcome everybody to Real Estate Real World. I am Marguerite Crispillo, your host or hostess with the mostest, as my son said earlier today. And I'm thrilled today to have... A pretty spectacular young lady here in our office today, Ashley Haney, who's the president and managing broker of Haney Garcia Real Estate. Is She leads the operations of the Haney Garcia Realty Group. She is skilled at building teams and providing the best overall client experience, and her commitment to each client is based on a foundation of family, local real estate knowledge, and commitment to her community. Ashley is a member of the Placer County Association of Realtors Master's Club. Good job, me too. We have our Master's Club dinner coming up. And served as the chairperson for the PCAR Young Professionals Network in 2015. Ashley lives by the motto, Relationships Built to Last. I like that. Born and raised in Roseville, California, Ashley knows the Sacramento and Placer County market. After earning a BA in communications from UC Davis, while on a springboard diving scholarship, Oh, wow. She's become a leader in the purchase, rehabilitation, and resale of single-family homes. Ashley's community-minded approach is demonstrated by her involvement in the Allegiant Giving Corporation, a nonprofit dedicated to youth, sports, and veterans. She also served as the head diving coach for seven local area high schools. I'm learning all kinds of stuff I didn't even know about her. While not selling real estate, Ashley enjoys traveling and making memories with her two children, Riley and Rocco. I love that name. Friendly, knowledgeable, and innovative, Ashley brings the best skills the industry has to offer to Haney Garcia Realty Group. Well, welcome, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. I'm thrilled to have you here. So I haven't really gotten to know you that well. You're kind of an up-and-coming star here in the community. I know that you've been around for a bit, but we've just recently gotten to know each other because you just opened a branch in my hometown, Lincoln. I did. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. So tell me a little bit about, I know that you run a brokerage which has its own set of challenges, which we'll get into a little bit later in the conversation, but how did you get into real estate? Honestly, it's kind of a really weird story. I was working in corporate America and doing administrative type stuff, and I got pregnant with my daughter, Riley. And so my dad had recently ended some ventures that he was doing, and he goes, hey, why don't you go ahead and quit your job? I'll buy a few uh, rental properties. You can manage them. And one of his friends had a construction company, and he said, do the books for that. You can work from home. Everything will be great. Well, I'm not one of those people to sit back and work from home as much as everybody thinks that real estate agents do. So I started managing these rental properties. And next thing I knew, we had paired up with a couple of investors who said, hey, want to flip some houses? So I'm like, all right, I can flip a house. I can do that. So after the first year and realizing we flipped about 50 houses. and 50 in your first year. I think about 50. And I looked at the amount we paid the real estate agent and I'm like, holy moly, I have a degree from UC Davis. I can do this. I'm basically doing it anyways. So I got my real estate license and decided to kind of go the flipping house route for my first year. It was really fun. And I ended up deciding, hey, I have my broker's license. I may as well start a brokerage. I had some people who wanted to kind of team up with me and 
I wasn't really comfortable with the team approach at first, so I thought, hey, let's start our own thing and, and really try to make something of ourselves. So, wow. Yeah, so never, so you never grew straight, up yeah, yeah. thinking, I'm going to be a real estate agent or a real estate broker. just wasn't one of those things, but I, I wouldn't change it for anything. You know, it's so funny because I, I wonder how many people really do grow up thinking that. I did a podcast earlier today with my son, Joey, and you know, he grew up in real estate. He right. grew up as, you know, my son in the real estate business. And he said his thing was the opposite. He always said, I don't want to have nothing to do with real estate. And now he's in real estate. So oh, yeah. it's pretty funny. That's oh, what he no. said. He goes, just bite the bullet and do what your parents say. <laughs> the parents do know best sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> so tell me about starting your brokerage. Like, how did that really come about? So basically, I was looking around for somebody who knew more than I did because I only had a few years in real estate and how am I going to grow a company when other agents may or may not know more than I know. So Bob Valletta and I had partnered up and he's been a realtor for about 25 plus years and he knows everything. Contracts and he's going to make be the guy that makes sure my license does not get taken away. Well, in the meantime, um, Bob and I decided, okay, let's do this. We partnered up with Kathy Donnell, who was my parents' realtor as I was growing up, and she was a little devastated that now I had my real estate license, so she lost one of her best clients, but she decided to come on board. So three of us sat together in a room with a dream, and we just made it happen, and we thought, okay, who are we going to be? How do we want to be different? And we really decided we wanted to be the boutique real estate company. Everybody else, you look at some other companies, and they've got loads of people and they're cramming people into rooms. I'm really all about relationships. So I really wanted to hire people that were like me and that I would want to hang out with. And so we really focused on trying to attract those people. Well, I think that that's so powerful because I talk about that all the time, you know, the value and the importance of relationships. Yes. In fact, Kelly, who just uh, opened your Lincoln branch, yep. her and I started in real estate together oh, back really? in 19. I got my license in 93 I went to work for Prudential back in the day oh, wow. in 1995. And Kelly, I think her, she got her license, I think, a little sooner than me. And she and I worked together at Prudential. And then when I left and decided to open my own brokerage, Kelly came with me at the time. Yep. And so she worked for me for about a year or so, but we had a some medical stuff that came up. And so she ended up going off to Remax. But I adore her. She's I know. We she's have, awesome. honestly, the most amazing people. I, I love all of them, like family. And I think that that's what's making us you know, have so much fun doing it. So. so tell me when you guys sat down and you decided you wanted to do something a little bit different, what did that sound like? Well, at first we didn't really know because we were kind of thinking, okay, are we going to do a flat fee thing? Are we going to, obviously you need to be profitable when running a business. And so we just really sat down and decided we really like the boutique thing and we really love being involved in our community. So how can we be a community minded brokerage and hopefully in turn, that will bring us some clients. So we have gone out and we've partnered with the Allegiant Giving Corporation. They do youth sports and military veteran services. So we've partnered with them. They're actually in our office. Their, their nonprofit is in our office. And we do a lot of their community events with them. So we partner up, we sponsor, and we're at golf tournaments, um, dinners, all kinds of things. And we actually have branding at every local high school around the area. So whether it's on their football field and their wrestling, um, we've basically decided to infiltrate ourselves in the community and, and kind of make that our goal. So, and so how many branches do you guys have now? So we started with our Rockland branch and it's kind of 
funny that we decided to open another branch because that wasn't in our initial plan. We thought boutique brokerage, how are we going to do this, make this a family thing? Well, a lot of agents were attracted to that. And so within that, we're thinking, how do we grow, but still stay that family company that we want to stay? Um, we're very entrepreneurial. All realtors are. And so we decided, why not decide to open local branches for now? Because that's what we are doing and give somebody like Kelly Pressler ownership opportunity in a branch. So Kelly Pressler joined our team about a year and a half ago. So we'd been in business about a year and we just thought she is the perfect person to run one of our branches. And we hadn't even really decided on being uh, a branch type of a, a brokerage. But when Kelly stepped up to the plate, we just knew that she was the right person. And so we've been able to help her create some retirement opportunities for her. So not only is she still running um, a team and, and doing her own real estate business, but now she has ownership in a branch that will give her some, some options. So. so what have been some of the challenges that you guys have faced in running, you know, and growing a brokerage? I mean, I, you know, as you know, I ran a large brokerage yes. for quite some time and, and made the decision that we were moving in a different direction, really to simplify our lives. But yeah. I, I remember having the energy that you have yes. <laughs> <laughs> at your age and knowing that, you know, I really wanted to create something bigger. So what have some of those challenges been for you? Well, there's obviously challenges come every day because the real estate business is unpredictable. So just keeping up with the market and having successful agents is obviously a challenge. But with that being said, bringing on agents who are fully committed to real estate. So one of the things I don't want to have happen and I refuse to have happen is to bring on a new agent and just let them free. We're not trying to um, just fill our seats in our office. We have rigorous training schedules multiple times a week that we make them attend and just to really help them as well. So bringing on agents is obviously a struggle, but then once they get there, making sure that they're educated and representing you on the best way possible so that's been hard. And obviously, realtors are all independent contractors. So if you schedule a meeting, they don't have to come. And so that's one of those things where you're like, okay, what do we, you know, what do, we do now if they don't show up? And then they have questions later. But really being available for everybody is, is really hard. And still, we are new, so I still do some of my own personal business because that helps to bring revenue into the company and give the agents more opportunities. So just finding that balance of um, broker versus agent and balancing my family life. Honestly, I have two small kids. <laughs> yeah. So I understand you're single mom. I am. Kind of yeah. like a good friend of ours, Amanda. Yeah. We heard, did a podcast with her. And so your kids are still pretty young, right? Yeah. My son is three and my daughter is five. You know, it's funny when I first um, got into real estate, we opened our company in January of 96 and I had two young children and one on the way. Oh my goodness. Now, luckily <laughs> I have my husband, Joe. I wasn't a yes. single mom, but it still has its own set of challenges. You know, it's hard to try to balance and, and manage all that. So how do you decide really which agents you want to have come on and when you don't? Like, I know we've talked a little bit about this, is that you don't want just anybody. Yeah. How do you make that decision? So we have kind of a rigorous interview process. And for me, I want to make sure that the agents are fully committed because once I bring them on my team, I'm 100% invested in them and I expect the same in return. So the last thing I want to do is have an agent come on and not feel successful. And I have had pretty good track records of people coming on and, and making them successful, but I can't help them be that way if they're not fully committed to me. So I really want to make sure that they're completely invested in 
in real estate as their career. What some people, I do have a couple agents who are transitioning from another job. We have a couple agents that work at Thunder Valley. They do the night shift though. So they are full time during the day. Um, but really for me, it's about the commitment and, and making sure that they're a good personality fit as well, because one bad seed can really kill the whole office. And so granted can't always tell people how they are in an interview, but you know, we really try to say, Hey, is that somebody that we would want to hang out with? Is that somebody that we feel like would benefit? And we like community minded people. So if that's not a focus for them to, maybe it's not the right, right office for them because we do lots of stuff in the community and if they don't see that as a benefit, then they probably won't find our brokerage as a benefit. So, um, Have you had people you've had to turn down? Yes, many people. And how does that go? At first, it was really hard. And now it's just like, that's what's best for the team. And there's actually actually been a couple people that I brought on that after a few months, I realized weren't even the right fit either. And I've had to let them go too. And the first time, that was really hard. Yeah. The second time, it was hard. But not saying it's easy to do that. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to do what's best for the company and make those hard decisions. So let's go back a little bit. We were talking somewhat about training for new agents. And, you know, I, I kind of laugh because I remember when I was a brand new agent and I had no training. And literally the first time I wrote a contract, I tried to read it as I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I'm diligently working to change with, you know, the Masterclass Real Estate Academy is what can we do to be more proactive in helping people learn and understand because, it's scary as heck, especially when you own a brokerage, yes. that those people are out there and they're under your name. Right. So if they do something wrong, it's not just them. It's, you know, a, a reflection on you Absolutely. as well. So what does a training program look like for you guys and how long do you take? How long is that training? Is it ongoing or is it yeah, a, it's a specific, like an on-ramp type period? Yeah. So it's completely ongoing. What we do, we have a class we call Monday Madness. So every Monday from 10 to 11 a.m. Um, agents come and it's really an accountability class because I think what happens within the real estate market is that people think they work harder than they really do. So I really want to look back each week on Monday and say, hey, what did you do last week to grow your business? And if they did nothing, then they can only you know be satisfied with those results. So really we do that class as more of a collaborative um, class in terms of accountability We usually have about half the agents that attend. It's not required, but all my new agents are required to attend it. Followed by that, at 11 a.m. on Mondays, we do a contracts class from 11 to 12. And so we might focus on a certain disclosure or um, something every Monday at 11 following our meeting. And then typically Wednesdays, we have another type of training. So we like the new agents to go for six months within our program, but we ask for them to go to Monday Madness every week. So I know one of the biggest issues we had in running a brokerage was recruiting. Yes. Bringing on new talent. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you handle that? How do you guys what kind of a have you created a pro, are you doing it all? Like I know in the beginning I wore yes. all the hats. I was yes. managing, recruiting, selling, trying to be a mom and a, you know, take care of myself. How do you manage all that? Honestly, thank God for my mother. <laughs> So for my kids, I know they're handled because my mom, she actually retired at 47 so she could kind of help me watch my kids. So I know that if there's ever a time that I need anything, she'll be the one to to help me and make sure my kids are scored away. But in terms of the business, honestly, I do wear all hats. And I'm hoping at some point, you know, to outgrow that. But right now, really, it falls on me. And so I am working countless hours and trying to make everybody happy. But it's really hard. (laughs) 
So in terms of how do I manage it, I have a, every day I sit down in the morning, I write out my to-do list for the day and I just check them off one by one and do they get added? Do things come up? Of course, but you have to adapt and it means working late hours after my kids go to bed and it means getting up earlier just to make sure everything's squared away, so... You know, I'm cracking up because we're actually sitting here in my office and we both have our journals open <laughs> with our to-do list yeah. in them and all the different stuff that, that we do in a day. And I remember so well, you remind me so much of myself, Ashley, because I remember so well when my kids were little and literally I'd put them down and I'd go work for a few hours and then I'd get up a couple hours before they got up. And yeah. like, I remember not having any sleep. I was talking to someone uh, the other day and I was like, I literally remember those first two years when my kids were so young. I, let me backtrack. I don't remember those first two years. Like I look at pictures and I think, I completely don't remember that event. I know. You, you know, because they were little and I don't remember getting any sleep and, and trying to do it all. So why are you doing all this? Honestly, like I really want to create a legacy for my children. And so while I do real estate, obviously that, that will be its own set of legacy, but I like to do a lot of community stuff. And so setting an example for my children that it's okay to work hard and that good things come of that. And it's good to do things in your community, like volunteering. And I'm coaching my daughter's softball team. She's five. I mean, like I have nothing else to do. But that's my way to stay present within their lives, though, right. so that I can go and, and coach the softball team, even though I was a diver and a gymnast. I don't know anything about softball. But, you know, just trying to stay present in the moment. And I don't think – I think the first year that the brokerage was open, I, um, I completely lost focus on my children and my – I'm not going to say completely. They are my main priority. However, sometimes you don't live in the moment and I think you go back and you look back and say, hey, what happened? And you kind of are living this whirlwind. And so I'm really trying to do a better job of living in the moment. And it's hard, but you know, I, I think I'm doing a better job, but it's hard. Trust me, my uh, baby is now 19 and oh six foot one. <laughs> and you know, I, I was going through a bunch of audios not too long ago, and I found some of these audios from when he was around five or six years old. Oh, wow. And that I'd saved. And one of them was just heartbreaking. It said, you know, Mom, it's four o'clock. Mom, you said you're going to take me to the movies, Mom. You're not oh, home, yeah. Mom. You're going to be late. And you know, what time are you coming home? And it's heartbreaking because you forget, you know, how important that time is. And mm -hmm. the only saving grace I will tell you is that when I sit and I talk to my kids now and their perspective, they had a great life growing up. You Absolutely. know, we had very flexible schedule. I could be at a lot of their events because I wasn't locked to a, you know, chained to a desk from eight to five. And, you know, working this kind of lifestyle gave us the freedom to be able to do a lot more with them. So. Absolutely. But it's hard. It's hard when they're that yeah. age and they don't quite understand, you know, that what, why you're not there and, and what you're doing. And they don't understand what hard work means. I They'll know. understand it later, but they don't. I know. know. And I always try to tell them, you know, I really try to do best to pick them up at school as much as I can and do activities with them. And one of the things I've kind of instilled in my routine the past year or so is just try not to answer those calls from like five to seven. It's really hard, and don't get me wrong, I check my phone and do some emails and maybe have a call here or there, but, you know, on the days when the kids are with me, I make sure that they have to be my focus, because if not, like, my mom will say, get off your phone, you know, yeah. because with technology, we take it everywhere. I can do everything. Yesterday was Easter, and I was negotiating two offers the entire day I had to. I mean, it was a $2 million deal. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, that's opportunities for my kids right there, so you can't really be 
it's it's hard to be present and and kind of be a Jill of all trades, I guess, you know. You know, I like you said Jill. She yeah. said Jill instead of Jack in case <laughs> you guys didn't pick up on that. Um I I like hearing that because I think sometimes people, you know, for me, I've been lucky that for most of my career, I don't work Sundays and, and I'm at a point now where I've done all the stuff you're getting ready to do. So I work a lot less and, and I am enjoying that more being able to take that time off. A big part of it, as you know, or you're learning, I'm sure is to create those boundaries with your clients. Yep. But it's hard. It's an addictive business. And when you're trying to negotiate a $2 million deal, it's hard to set that down and go hunt for Easter eggs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, know? I did. Yeah. It's it's trying to find that balance. But I think what I would like our listeners to hear is the great thing about this business is that you are able to do that. That is honestly the best thing about it. I mean, I think people see it as a glamorous type of a business. Oh, you can make so much money. And yes, you can. But it definitely takes a lot of hard work. But you know what? If your priorities are straight... the opportunities are really endless. So as far as your team, you said you also run a personal production team. Are you still doing a lot of flips and working with investors? So primarily, I am stepping away from the flip business. I am taking clients on by referral only right now just because it's too hard to, to take on people that this sounds really bad, but might take a little bit of extra time away from my agents. If if that's the case, I just refer them to my agents, so I help them grow their business, and in return, it, it benefits mutually. So, How does that work? Because I know that that's a, a challenge, too, and that sometimes, especially in a smaller brokerage, mm-hmm. agents can feel like, as a broker, you're competing with them. Yeah, so basically, I don't take any office leads whatsoever. We do pay for, for office leads for our office. They go in a round robin. Same as any leads that I would get personally that I would refer, they go in a complete round robin. So I really try to make sure that my agents come first, but my clients are off obviously come first as well. So trying to make everybody feel happy is, is sometimes hard. But you know what? Ultimately what the agents understand is that since we are still a newer, smaller brokerage, I have to do some deals in order to give them the opportunities for some of the marketing and, and some other things that, that come our way. So... In the investor flip market stuff is what's going on with that market right now? Like it seems like with prices getting so high that a lot of investors are kind of backing off. Yeah, some of the investors are backing off. And I think with the election coming up that people are getting a little bit scared. So last year I probably flipped about eight houses personally. And um, that was good. But this year I decided not to flip any houses personally because I... I'm not sure what's going to happen with the economy. I do have other investors that are still interested in finding those deals, and so I am helping them, but they definitely are coming fewer and far between. Because ultimately, for me, I want to do what's best for that person, and a lot of times right now, putting it on the open market is the best decision. Other times, I was getting my deals from off-market deals and some other things, but right now, I can't feel good about advising them to sell me their house at rock-bottom prices when I know ultimately their return is better on... On putting it on the open market. Yeah, that's so, good to know. Yeah, it's about an ethical thing probably more for me than anything. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm fascinated by the fact that you were a diver and a gymnast. And, yes. And how, tell me about that. So um, starting from two years old, I was a gymnast. I was the national champion two times. Wow. And uh, when I was about 14, I was at the state championships and I was on the uneven bars and they actually fell apart in the middle of my routine and I landed on top of them. So luckily my coach caught me, so I didn't land on my head, but I hurt my knee so bad I just really couldn't return to the level that I had been performing to. Um, 
I mean, I was able to have a scholarship back when I was 14 years old, but I just, I couldn't get back to that place. So some of my other gymnast friends had gone into diving. Well, I didn't even know how to put my head in the water. Like I swam <laughs> with my hand on my nose and like, I was like Me diving. Too. How I do you still, do that? <laughs> I still swim with my nose plugged. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother's like, you're going to do this. Here we go. We practice on the side of the pool this summer going into high school. And he's like, you've got this. I... I started off just landing on my feet, doing flips and stuff, landing on my feet, and I finally eventually learned how to put my head in the water without, you know, getting water completely up my nose. So I dove through high school for St. Francis High School, and I ended up winning the section championships as a senior, so I didn't get into UC Davis off of academics. I had applied, and I didn't get in. I was headed to ASU, to Arizona State, and I got a call from the diving coach at UC Davis and said, hey... I saw that you won the section championships. We want you on our team. So I thought, okay. At that time, I'm, like, a little nervous to move to Arizona and, you know, move away from my family because I'm really close with them. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. So I went to UC Davis on a diving scholarship, and I I don't love school. So I actually graduated in three years, um, and it was really fun, but I'm glad it's over. School's just not really my thing. Yeah. Well, you know, that's you pretty impressive though, <laughs> that you did it in three years. Yeah. That's super impressive. So that's what I did. And I think that that's probably, um, being such a dedicated athlete kind of probably helped me on this path. Um, and you kind of have an extra level of, of drive when, when you're a competitive athlete. And so I think that carries over into my real estate business because I'm a very competitive person and, uh, Definitely. Yeah, I was just I was just wondering about that. I'm like, yes. holy cow! So you got to the top in gymnastics, mm-hmm. the top in diving, and now you're going to take over the real estate world. You know, that's the goal. There's plenty of opportunities <laughs> for everybody, but you know, I hope to at least leave a legacy within my own my own company and my own area. And but I do think that we have to rely on other realtors within our com- within our industry, even if they're not at our company. Because that's one of the things I teach my new agents is build relationships with other, other realtors. Because everybody's like, well, why would I want to talk to an agent from so-and-so brokerage? And I said, well, that person might have a listing that you want to get your offer accepted on. So a prime example is today, I'm, I'm on the Young Professionals board still. I was the chairperson last year, but I'm a support member this year. And one of my fellow YPNers has a listing that my client wants. And I called him up and he said, you know what? let me know what you're going to do and I will see what I can do. You know, right. you can't, you can't obviously do anything uh, that's not right Correct. for your client, but you know, it's nice to have those relationships because he may wait an hour so I can get my offer presented so it can be at least reviewed by the client. And exactly. so forming those relationships for me, I think is extremely important and you know, I love doing that. So. Well, it's pretty amazing the, all that you have gleaned in your young Yes, I'm going to be 30 next month. Oh, no. (laughs) She's so old. I'm about to have my 30th birthday here just next month. That's quite the accomplishment. Well, I'm uh, in my 50s. I'll just just put it that. But I actually got my license the year I turned 30. I got my real estate license the year I turned 30. Yeah, right after my 30th. Right after my 30th birthday. So you have a son and a daughter, right? I do. And so what do you hope to be? What kind of an example, I guess, do you hope to be for your children? Honestly, I just want to show them that hard work is okay, and it's okay to fail, too. And so I think that if you don't try, you'll never know what your true limits are. So for me, I want to show them that, look, you can take something from nothing and really push your limits in terms of your your talent and, and your drive. So, like, for my example, my dad and I, he actually helped me to kind of start our brokerage, not 
because of real estate experience, I'm actually the first person in my family to have a real estate license. But financial backing, you know, when you're 26 years old, you don't really have the financial backing to, to go in and start your own company. So he was able to help me do that. And he said, here's the deal. This is your company. I will be here if you need any advice. But if you fail, that's on you. But if you succeed, that's because of what you did too. So I hope to kind of set that same example and be able to give my kids the same opportunities that my dad was able to give me. So that, that, that'd be something that would be really awesome to see my kids kind of start their own entrepreneurial journey and whatever direction that may take them, whether it is real estate, which would make me really happy, or my five-year-old wants to be a teacher. So hopefully she'll go. be the best teacher ever, you know? Well, maybe she'll be a teacher in real estate. Exactly. Because exactly. I actually wanted to be a teacher as a young as a young girl. Yep. And just, I didn't want to go to school, so yep. I didn't go to college, you know? But what I learned is that I'm really a teacher now in real estate. Absolutely. You know, I'm able to help people learn and help advise them and counsel them. And that's really what teaching is all about, right? Absolutely. Helping people see what is no, possible. It's, it's awesome to kind of see your story. And I think I can learn a ton from you. I mean, some of my agents at my office actually worked at your brokerage prior mm -hmm. to, to um, transitioning. So I just... I think that I could learn a ton from you and your experience and maybe help me from a few stumbles that I'm going to have along the way because I know it's going to be ever-changing and the market's going to change and the whole dynamic of real estate could change with technology. I mean, that's a huge fear of Mars. So, Well, I'll tell you, when I first opened my office, I was given this poster and we can look at it here in my office and it says... It's the Michael Jordan famous quote, which I say all the time. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. I love that. And I've literally had that in my office since the day I opened my company years ago. And it reminds me that, you know, you're going to screw up. But you're I going think that to. that makes you who you are because if you don't have those failures and you always think you're on the top, then you're going to think you're invincible. And yeah. some of those things, getting back to reality, is, is, a, is a good place to be and it helps your growth. Yeah, absolutely. And the more time that you take to reflect back and, and, you know, and look to others, I think that it's crazy how few people actually ask me, you know, for questions and help when... They're like, oh, you're too busy or you don't have time for me. I'm like, well, all you have to do is ask, you know, yes. and hardly anyone ever asks. And I'm always fascinated by that. But the more time and attention that you can take to really look within, mm -hmm. you'll build an extraordinary company. I mean, you have it in you. You have all the makings to do that, yeah. you know. And I know that I've only heard great things about um, you and your company and what you're doing. So Thank you so you much. You should be really proud. Thank you. That's that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. So what is next for your company? What's the plan? Yeah, so basically we decided to go down the boutique brokerage route. So we had an office in Rockland, and about a month ago, we opened a branch in Lincoln. So our goal from there would be to establish another branch. Um, by year end, we'd like to have one more local branch. We're looking at Folsom or Eldorado Hills right now because that seems to be where the market is taking us. Yeah. Um, we'd like to, obviously, over the next five years, have 10 local branches would kind of be our goal. And not big, huge brokerages just small boutique brokerages with a collaborative environment like we have at our current offices. I mean, we have this really unique culture. And so as soon as I see that culture shifting, that's when we know we need to pull back. So that's why we don't want to grow too fast with too many. Um, but if we can open one or two a year over the next five years, I think that will be a nice place to, to rest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
So. Well, you know what? We covered a ton of information. We both talk really fast. So we I know. Said a I lot. tried to be slower. But. <laughs> well, this went really quick, but I think we covered so much information. And so if agents wanted to come work for you, mm-hmm. what would they do? Just call your office? For yeah, you? you can just call my office or call my cell phone. I think you can Google my name, Ashley Haney, and yeah. every where you can find my phone number so I'm not hard to find. Yeah, we'll have your contact information too on our show notes. Yeah, and like you, I like to help other agents as well. So even if somebody's not working for me and they have a question, I'm always there to help. I actually had a client of mine who wasn't my client call me and say, hey, I saw your card at one of the houses I just went with my agent to. What do you think I should offer on this house? And I'm like, Honestly, well, luckily my client wasn't writing an offer, but here's the deal. I'm here to help, yeah. and, and I think that helping is growing and learning. So, And you recently joined our um, Facebook group, right? Our I did. I just joined it. Real Estate Success Strategies yes, and so Accountability. Excited. So I'm sure you'll post some good information in there and, I will. and help people. So Absolutely. Thank you so You're much welcome. for joining us today. This really has been – was there anything else you wanted to cover? No, I no? really feel honored that you had me here, and oh, I bet. hope that people can learn from you, and maybe you and I can – kind of set aside some time to to get to learn from one another because I think that there's a lot of knowledge that you have to share and hopefully I can retain some of that. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, of course. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on The Real Estate Real World where we look forward to digging deep with people who are right now in the business and doing it. If you have thoughts, ideas, suggestions, or input, we'd love to hear your valuable feedback. Head on over to realestaterealworld.com and post your comments. And it'd be even more fabulous if you subscribed to our podcast and wrote us a great review. So thank you so much again for joining us on The Real Estate Real World. Go out there and make a great day and raise the bar. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening and go out there, be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.